everyone, and welcome to Oh, a podcast. The podcast about playing games, making games, and frogs. Brought to you by Oh, a rock studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of Oh, rock studios. And I'm Orglefumpf, the Nancy Drew dude. I am a writer for Oh, a rock studios. Also a big frog enthusiast. Yeah, one of these days, I'm going to have to think of an actual third thing to put in that list, so I'm not just <laughs> uh, saying whatever stupid thing comes to mind. Uh, we actually have a, a very lovely frog pond like within walking distance of my house. Um, they're all kind of hibernating now, but during the summer, we'd walk there and we'd see, you know, like a few dozen frogs splashing into the water as soon as we approached. So you didn't really see the frogs so much as you saw kind of the frog butts going into the water, uh, but it was, it's really cool. Are they extremely noisy at at nighttime? Um, luckily, we're not close enough to know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how's it going? Um, it's going well. Uh, I just started my new job uh, this week, and so it's it's kind of busy adjusting to the new job. And so, what I've tried to do is get my video game work around that. So, you know, I have like an hour bus ride to and from work. So, I try to uh, write stuff on the bus and. Uh, well, uh, on the bus coming home. That sounds that sounds like a very efficient use of time. Yeah, it's not been as good as I thought it would be. <laughs> definitely not as fast as the progress was for Cat President. Or, yeah. Um, I guess that's good transition as any into to NaNoWriMo. Yeah, well, is that how we pronounce it, actually? I have no idea. Eh, we never know how to pronounce this stuff. Yeah, that's actually what I, I wanted to ask you about, because we talked about this before, um, how last year you wrote uh, the whole script for Cat President as part of Nano Rai Re Mo, uh, and now you're working on a few other games for this month, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I did the, the pizza delivery boy who saved the world, <laughs> um, and I'm currently working on a lawyer FMV, and I, I kind of dabbled a bit Can't in wait. Cat President. DLC, but I haven't written like more than a chapter at all. <laughs> no, I mean this is good. I, I I feel like like this might be our system, right? Like no November of the year, write all of the scripts that we're going to be working on for the following year. Like that seems to be how it's kind of worked out, or maybe work on shorter games in the meantime. But but I mean that's that's basically how it worked out for Cat President, right? Like you spent November writing Cat President, and then. We were working on getting that uh, produced, you know, from November until, what, August this year. <laughs> worked, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, uh, I think Pizza Delivery Boy is probably going to be a lot faster since it's nowhere near <laughs> as long. Yeah, I know. it's it, The uh, the script is 80-some pages, and, and Cat President was around 350, if I recall. Yep, yep, yep. And, yeah. and one... So, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll still, I mean, it's not going to be like a super short game, I don't think. Like, it's... It's definitely going to be longer than like Francie Drew and My Nigerian Prince, but it uh yeah I th- hopefully it should go a little faster. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Um, by the way, I, I told uh, my wife Elizabeth the name of the game, the Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saved the World, and she just burst out laughing. So I think that means we're off, off to a good start at least. Oh, is that is that going to be the official <laughs> title of the game? <laughs> now I kind of want it to be. Yeah. I've got a lot of placeholder names in there. I think this time I was good and actually labeled everything as a placeholder name. That that way we can <laughs> change it, and it, it's not like with Francie Drew where um. 
Katie, Katie was a placeholder name. I just put down my wife's name and that just made it all the way through to the final version of the game because <laughs> nobody remembered to change it. Uh, I actually uh, spent some time uh, the other day trying to brainstorm like pizza related pun names like in Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't, it did not go great. Uh, let me, let me read you a few of the options I came up with and you can, you can completely yell at me and everyone can laugh at me. Uh, slice o pie. <laughs> no. How about how about Peppy Roni? Uh, Tom Ado. Uh, Marinara. Oh, oh, I hate marinara sauce. It, uh, I think I put that in the pizza delivery boy script. Um, uh, I think. Yeah, it's towards the end of the game. I don't know if you've read the entire pizza. Delivery I haven't gotten that far. I'm uh, I'm about halfway through. I think. So towards the end of the game, I uh, I put in a part where um our our hero tries to to purposely block somebody or delay somebody, filibuster somebody, and so he just goes on this long rant against everything that I I, I didn't like about the job, but couldn't figure out a better place to put it. And so he complains about the people who order, like, 50 cups of ranch to go with their pizza, and they expect it to be free. It's like, okay, uh, here it is. It's like, what about Parmesan cheese packets? Red peppers? I have plenty of those. No. A side of ranch, then? You wouldn't believe how many people ask for an extra side of ranch with their breadsticks. They think the extra ranch is free, but no, it's not. You have to pay for it. Actually, never mind. That seems like a stupid thing to complain about now that I'm rereading this. Uh, um, for the record, Parma Parma John was also on my list. Although I, I stole that from a Game Cola fan, so I don't know if I can really use it. But <laughs> aww, aww. also tomatoes. Also, People yeah. complaining about tomatoes being sliced the wrong way. It's just uh... how do you, well. Okay, um, I would like to stop the podcast now and ask how is how is the wrong what is the right or wrong way to slice a tomato. Um, some people want them cut vertically, other people wanted them cut, uh, or, uh, some people wanted diced tomatoes. I think okay. that's exactly what they wanted, but I, I have had somebody, it's like, oh, nope, those slices are too thin. Are, yeah, that's a pain. It's like, those, those are sliced too thin. Go in the back and slice it again. <laughs> wow. Wait, is that in the game? I like that one. <laughs> uh, Joe's like, and tomatoes, people want sliced tomatoes to put on their pizza. Like, hello, there are already tomatoes inside the tomato sauce. Get with the program. Plus, no one agrees on how tomatoes should be sliced. The one lady sent me back to the store because the tomatoes were cut horizontally. Were only cut horizontally. Like, number one, that's diced tomatoes, not sliced tomatoes. Number two, just pull out a knife and cut them yourself. Don't make me drive an extra hour, hour, half hour to and from the store because you're picky. Yeah, reading um reading through the script, mm-hmm. this this might surprise. I got the impression that you didn't like that job very much. Yeah. <laughs> that was sort of the impression I was left with. Yeah, well, it that actually did happen. It's like, oh, okay, <sighs> sure. I have nothing better to do than than spend a half hour, you know, an extra hour, half hour to an hour, <laughs> just driving back to the store because you want a different thing of tomatoes. <laughs> um, so this actually segues into something um, I wanted to touch upon, but we can get back to Nano Remo in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I also wanted to say that yeah. it's like I feel like I might want to change a lot of the stuff with the game because I feel I was too mean. Well, that's I'm, I'm I've I've been I've been going through the script and very diligently like making notes on on ideas we might be able to take take uh, take stuff in. So um, I'll I'll go through and make all my notes and send it to you, and we can do a second draft of it. 
Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that, that's 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 kind of unheard of for Oarock Studios. A second draft. This will be a new adventure for us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I feel like Cat President. There weren't a lot of like really big changes that we made. Like a few. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a copy editor by trade, so I made lots of little fiddly tweaks that were ultimately meaningless, but not like yeah. a lot of like story changes or anything like that. There were like two story changes. I had to completely rewrite the first chapter of Dr. Nom Noms. And then I rewrote like two thirds of the Rover storyline. That's right. Because <laughs> it wasn't Rover too racist or something like that. Or... Rover was too racist and um, it, it, it was going to be like there was going to be a war against um, the, the dog country, actually. <laughs> Oh yeah, and it, it wasn't like, and it, there were there were some current events happening at the time that that made that a little iffy. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's actually on uh, the Nano Rhino Rhino, however you pronounce it, yeah, on knows. my original description for 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 the game. Anyway, um, but yeah, I wanted to. <laughs> this is this is again a little little bit of a segue, but I wanted to talk with you about. When when someone asks you, like when you're meeting someone for the first time at a party and they ask you what you do for a living, what do you tell them? <laughs> like I, because I I've run into the issue a few times uh, lately too, and and video games are kind of my full time thing now, and I'm noticing more and more that it's like it's difficult to explain what I do and still sound like I'm a grown up who does grown up things. So what do you what do you tell people? Like, well, I guess now you have a you have a fancy person job, but yeah, I have a fancy person job. Uh, <laughs> but but before that, it's interesting because it's funny because you know I've got a stepdaughter who's um, in second grade, and you know sometimes uh, you know second graders will talk about their parents and what they do, and and she gets mad because both of my jobs sound super fun to the kids in their class. It's like, <laughs> what he makes pizza all day long. What? He plays video games all day long? That's so cool. And Mary got mad because they they all want to talk about me instead of her. Oh. <laughs> so, well, uh, that's true, though. Like, like games, uh, jobs in video games, they sound way, way cooler to kids than they do to uh, adults that you're, you're trying to impress. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically what I'll do is um, I will say that I produce video content for YouTube and I'll mention book reviews. That's pretty good. Because people people accept that. And I, I could say I'm a writer. I won't volunteer that I, I'm writing games about cats. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically that's that's how I handle it. You know, yeah. I give an, okay. I give the I, I state it in generic terms so they, they can draw their own conclusion. And they inevitably draw a more favorable conclusion than they would if I said, hey, I, I play with video games and cats. <laughs> yeah, like I've, I've been trying real hard because we, we just moved to uh, a new area uh, where we think we're going to be living long term. The last several places we lived in, we knew we were only going to be living there for a year. So, you know, we were meeting new people, but I'm only going to be seeing these people for a year. So who cares what they think about us? But now we're going to be living here for a while now. And so I'm I'm trying to to make a good impression on people, right? And I'm like, oh, what what do I do? Because mm-hmm. I used to be able to fall back on the fact that oh, I'm a, I'm a copy editor with a you know whatever company, um, but I that's that's increasingly a lot less of my work time now, like uh, a lot lot less of my time. Uh, so now I'm really like telling people I'm a I'm a I'm a computer game developer, 
And it, it all, every time like the words come out of my mouth, it, it sounds, it sounds like I'm making it up or it sounds like, oh, I'm, I sit in my underpants all day. Like it's basically how it comes across. You're a computer programmer. Yeah, that could work. I don't know. And then, and then we get the, uh, the follow up questions like what, oh, what kind of games do you make? And, you know, I don't want to say like, uh, I make romantic visual novels where people can date cats or I make black and white artsy FMV, faux artsy FMV games. And then have to explain what FMV means it. So I, you know, I go, uh, I make, you know, story based games, games with puzzles, stuff like that. And then I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough, <laughs> especially if you're talking with someone who doesn't really know a lot about computer games. Like, you can't say, I work on point-and-click adventure games and visual novels, because those phrases are complete nonsense to people who aren't into games. Yeah, so what I've seen other people do is refer to games that might be known. So, like, whenever my wife tries to explain adventure games to somebody, she will fall back upon uh, Mist or something like that. Mm. And whenever she's describing a visual novel, she's just like, just think of it a game where, where they've got pictures and a lot of text, and occasionally the pictures change. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I for visual novels, I usually go. It's kind of like those choose your own adventure books that that they had when we were kids. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's that's sort of close. It's it doesn't really quite get at the you know nitty gritty of the genre, but it's it's the same basic idea. And and what you were saying about Mist too. My my fallbacks are usually uh, um, King's Quest and Monkey Island, and uh, oftentimes those perk somebody's ears. I, you know, I just don't think I was with. Anybody who's played King Quest or Monkey Island, uh, uh. we are we are just so weird. This that's why we need to make an adventure game together. Is because we totally don't agree on what what adventure games <laughs> oh, are the best. Gosh. It would be so. Would it be good or would it be bad? <laughs> well, I'm like you know sitting there like okay, we need a puzzle where you you have a coffee mug and you combine it with a Mickey Mouse hat and and you're like you know no, we need logic puzzles, Nancy Drew stuff. It, it would just it would be a disaster. Uh, but uh, if anyone here is listening who can do pixel art and wants to join our team, uh, podcast at oarock.com or paul at oarock.com, we need an artist. Yeah, I meant I meant to respond to you that uh, at some point I'll I'll have to try pixel art. You just need to give me an assignment and I'll try it out. But again, <laughs> after I finish writing all the all these yeah yeah projects yeah, yeah, that I'm course. writing. Yeah, um, for those of you who don't follow. Both. Oh wait, actually, I think I even emailed that wasn't even on Twitter. Uh, but I'm 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 trying to push Michael into getting into pixel art because if he can do that, we will like be the ultimate adventure game team. <laughs> yeah, no, because I I recently played recently uh, months ago I played the the Pepper's Adventures in Time game, and it, it was a very <laughs> weird experience for me playing this really old adventure game. But I thought the weirdest part was towards the end when I was coming up with ideas. It's like, oh, this is how they could make that final puzzle even more difficult. Yes. Here's how they could change it. Here's how they could make it better. And, um, uh, I mean, I guess they wanted to make the final puzzle somewhat easy for uh, the player because it is supposed to be a kid's game. Uh, is, pep- is that a... Is that uh, does it have like a cursor interface, or is that one of the really old ones where you type in the commands on a keyboard? No, it is a Sierra game. It's got a cursor interface. Yeah. It's one well, of those a lot games... of old Sierra games don't have cursor interfaces. Like the original, like the original King's Quest is typing everything. Yeah, so this is the one where I think I think you right click to go through the various icons and such like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's exactly what we did for Beard in the Mirror. So, yeah. So it's it's a good game. It's just um, I'd say too overly verbose and slow. And the fact that it's overly verbose makes it seem even slower than it actually is. 
like there's one minute they spend like a, a five five minute cutscene for um these two kids that must have won a contest like be being in a Sierra adventure game contest. <laughs> And it's like just five minute cutscene with them showing up saying, Hi, oh, we're getting candy and and then they leave and that's basically it. You never see them <laughs> that's again. Awesome. <laughs> and you know, somebody uh. comments on the fact it's like, Wow, they, they those those characters look really, really different because they caught they basically scanned in a photo of these people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, but that's fun though. Like that's that's the sort of thing I would love doing if we if we were develop enough of a fan base and you know, run content. I mean, I guess we did that on a on a different scale with Cat President and all of our friends' cats appearing in the games, but I, I love stuff like that. Like I would I would name all the characters after fans if it made sense, you know? Uh-huh. Stick everyone in the game. I think I think stuff like that's really neat. Uh as long as as long as that you can, you know, actually work it into the game and not be like just here's a couple of contest winners. Bye guys. Yeah, that that is exactly what they did. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, I think that was a good segue for um, another placeholder game. I wanted uh, another placeholder name I wanted to point out with uh, Cat President, your best friend Lizzie. That is a placeholder name. <laughs> I I, I was went a, straight. Was Lizzie for, named after? Was she named after anybody? Um. Yeah. Uh. The the main character in Pride and Prejudice. I hmm. I kind of. Huh? <laughs> use those characters as placeholder names sometimes (laughs) i am trying to remember where i had a jane i guess i don't know whatever Uh, but of course there's parts later where (laughs) where um, frisky's uh, lady friends all named after the cast of full house (laughs) yes and uh the 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 space jam the cast of space jam has a debate in one of the pathways too i was actually just watching uh, a let's play video of that part of the game and i was very disappointed that the person didn't catch on to that. I guess they weren't a big Space Jam fan. Yeah. Well, I I, I seem to remember um, uh, Diana Gray's playthrough, and she didn't catch on the fact that, you know, Deanna was... A, it was a Star Trek reference. I think it's Deanna, mm, Beverly, I don't. And I don't think I... I didn't know that one. <laughs> whoever the third girl is. I think Kate. Kate is the third girl. She's on for a season and then never again, so... <laughs> Of course, speaking of Diana, we did kill her off in one of the pathways, too. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, with um, the the Rover DLC, uh, I'm thinking of DLC for um, Cat President, that's going to be my, uh, that's going to be the plot twist at the end of the murder mystery, that Diana isn't actually dead and she, she wants revenge. <laughs> but I good. have to do it because I've already come up with like pun names for for Rover's murder mystery. Um let me see murder on the disoriented express. And okay. then there were bone. <laughs> um I'm proud of that one. I've got to think of two more, but I was thinking for the DLC I'd only make it like four chapters long. So each thing would be only 20 pages. I'm starting to feel like we make games starring animals just for the puns. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean that's that's the whole reason, right? Like, like I'll look in the comments of a of a, an, again a let's play of Cat President on YouTube, and it's you know just nonstop people <laughs> adding their own puns and even even suggesting puns that we should have used in the game. Uh, a lot of people were really upset that we weren't referring to it as the per residential debate, for example, stuff Aww. like that. <laughs> <laughs> we should go with that. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think I actually did make some notes of, of a couple puns that uh, if and when I update the game next, that I might try to work into the script. 
Uh, anchovy, also on my list of, of pizza pun names, by the way. <laughs> anchovy. Because <laughs> uh, right now, uh, for, for the pizza delivery guy name, all the all all the placeholder names are uh, Hardy Boys characters. <laughs> They're all Hardy. Yeah, I caught I caught the first one because the main character is called Joe Hardy. I did catch that. And, and then um, I Chet is their buddy, and actually I don't know who the the boss is named after. I just put down Mr. Jones. That's not named after anybody. Let me see. Lodge Lane is named after Archie Comics. That's Veronica's last name. <laughs> ah, never mind. I guess I only have like two two characters from from the the pizza delivery guy game. As a, I feel like I saw a Nancy in there somewhere. Oh yeah, Sheila's gonna have to change. That's the name of my boss's boss from the pizza yeah. delivery <laughs> Yeah, I saw place. you made a note about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. Nancy works at the pizza store. Oh. I need you to keep working until Nancy comes in to replace you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, why don't we talk about this on the air? What are we thinking for uh, the art style? Should we do just full cat president, like photos for the characters, photos for the backgrounds? Should we do uh, art, like drawings for for people, drawings for backgrounds? What, what do you, how, how are you imagining this game in your head? Have you gotten to Sheila yet? Um... Yes, and I raised the same question that you're about to raise. <laughs> How are we going to get an actress to play that character? Uh, we're not, is the problem with that one. And I had a few ideas. Uh, we should probably explain this for the readers who have no idea. Yeah, or, right. or well, I don't want to spoil the game too much, you know, like a year before it comes out. But uh, so if you think you're going to still remember this a year from now, uh, pause for the next, or, you know, skip ahead a little bit. Uh, go ahead. So, um, Sheila is... Basically, she's a character who um, answers the door wearing a large t-shirt, and it doesn't look like she's wearing pants whatsoever. Towards the end of the game, she's going to take her t-shirt off, and she's wearing a workout uniform with short shorts and stuff like that. But it's it it's, leads to awkwardness, because he thinks that, you know, she's answering the door not wearing any pants... Which is something that happened when I delivered pizzas, and there are people that would there were regular customers who would not be fully clothed when of course they they came to order their pizzas yeah, so I, I had a few thoughts on that, so if we uh, well let me back up a little bit if we do photos for the characters, I'd like to try to have different expressions for most of the characters this time because mm-hmm. uh, that was that was a criticism of cat president uh, someone thought that the cats should have different expressions and that's actually uh, which... <laughs> that's actually something I tried to work into the DJ Nibbles DLC oh uh, really um, with the human <laughs> with the human person who's running for president um, my stepdaughter Mary wanted to be in Cat President. She's complained several times that oh. I'm in it and Mom's oh, in it. She should have been in and it. She's not in it. And I said there are no roles for little girls. So, <laughs> so DJ Nibbles, I decided. Uh, I know your wife wanted to see a human running for president. So it's like, okay, fine. Yes. Mary's going to be this little girl who's running for president yes. against DJ yes. Nibbles. Lizzo, human president is on. <laughs> she just cheered from the other room. Yeah. So I took. I took a couple of pictures of uh, of Mary. It's like, oh, here's her being sweet and nice, and then here's a picture of her being evil and angry. And so I specifically <laughs> wrote that into the script where um, the girl starts out nice and then turns out angry and evil, and, and the character's comments like, wow, that girl was more expressive than anybody else I've ever met. 
<laughs> because she's got multiple pictures for I like it. her emotions. I like it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was thinking we could try to do something similar for uh, the Pizza Delivery Guy game. If, if we go with photos and we specifically solicit photos from people instead of relying on uh, stock art, then it's, it's totally reasonable that we could get people to take, you know, angry picture, happy picture, you know, nervous picture, stuff like that. I think that would be totally doable. But we will run into problems, as you say, with the Sheila character, as I don't know that anyone would want to take those pictures for us to put in a video game. Um, but I had the idea that maybe we could, um, you know, go on stock photo websites again and see if there happened to be anyone who uh, modeled, you know, sports jersey, no pants. Oh, <laughs> uh, and maybe, yeah, I know. Well, uh, I, um, I'm saying aw because I know stuff that's going to happen at the very end of the game, which would get us into crazy spoiler territory. Okay. But basically, well, I'm, I'm not there yet either, so don't... Oh, no. <laughs> she, she's going to help him on his quest to save the world. That was always there at, oh. at the very beginning. Okay, yeah, so... Um, I mean, that might lean us more toward getting uh, drawings for the characters, and of course, then we'll, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to figure that out. So should we do drawings for both sets then drawings for everything or photo backgrounds or i do like photo backgrounds though on, on drawings but i was also going to say because yeah. we have time travel for some reason i don't know <laughs> what inspired me to put that in the game but uh, we we also need a future joe to to play <laughs> yeah i was thinking that too because i <laughs> i kept picturing you as joe in my head i was like okay how are we gonna get like, old man makeup and a wig? Like, oh, man. <laughs> Who knows how to do old man makeup? Nobody. Um, I actually have kind of a detailed book in our library for stage makeup, which explains <laughs> how to do that. It wouldn't be too difficult. Oh, what I would man. specifically do is um, I take, like, one set of photos. Um, I take Young Joe set of photos first, and then I'd get my hair cut, and then I'd take Old Joe photos with Old Joe makeup. Oh man, I kind of like that. To, uh, that would be kind of cool. And because they have slightly different hairstyles, you know, but they'd look pretty much the same. I don't know. That was <laughs> one thought I had. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I mean, yeah, I think that's it's it's you know we still got plenty of time, but it's going to be something we'll have to figure out at some point. Um, for the photo backgrounds too, uh, I will. I like a lot of them are going to be pretty easy. It's like picture of someone's front door. You know, no problem. Yeah, um, front desk. I wasn't sure about, like, pizza kitchen and stuff like that, though. Uh, uh, unless you happen to take any pictures at your job. I could Old go job. back to my job and take a picture of a pizza <laughs> oven. Actually, our pizza oven is outdated, but um, there should be pictures of ah, the pizza even better. oven. Either that or a um, a picture of, like, a food line. I think both of those would work. Okay. I mean, both of those are inside the kitchen, so either either direction you know, it, it, as long as we get the general idea that he's in the kitchen, because there are only like three places where he goes inside the store. It's basically he goes to the, the row of computers. He is at the front desk taking orders and then somewhere in the back cooking pizzas. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking because we I mean, we could use like stock photos again if we need to. But I want to try to rely like we already weren't using a ton of stock photos in Cat President, despite what the credits might lead you to believe. But I want to I wanna really bring that number down even more if we can. Just Again, that was like another criticism of the game that's a pretty fairly easy thing for us to address if we can just, you know, go out and get the photos, uh, depending on, you know, what the sets are. I was trying to keep a list, actually, of all the 
all the different backgrounds. And I mean, a lot of them are really easy, like a college again, you know, various front doors and stuff like that. Literally just those three pizza places, (laughs) his apartment, various front doors. Of course, that's a reason why it would be, it wouldn't be like super expensive to get someone to draw the backgrounds too, because if we're not asking them to make too many, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't like cost too much money. Like my, my concern with, uh, with, contracting out work for these games is always like am i going to spend more money on this game than this game is going to make because <laughs> that's a problem for me <laughs> but yeah lots of lots of stuff for us to think about I, I love that we do our game planning on like on public twitter and on a podcast that we release to everyone like yeah so that's that's led I'm to just, a couple I'm, of fun things here on the uh pizza delivery game like uh let me see i think anna wanted him to fall in love with pizza and so i just wrote (laughs) in a romance pizza scene (laughs) one of my favorite parts (laughs) yeah i mean that's cool though right because i mean we we get like live ideas on the fly while we're talking about it um if if anyone wants to join the conversation all you have to do is uh follow both of us on Twitter at Paul M. Franzen and at Argolfump, and you'll see us tweeting at each other, you know, every few days, random dumb ideas that are in our heads. Yeah, so, I mean that's where Cap that's where Cap President came from. Yeah. It was a weird Twitter exchange. I mean not so much anymore now that I'm writing on the uh, bus, I guess. Yeah, so uh, another question I had or a question I had specifically for the pizza delivery boy, is it like at all divided up into chapters in a logical fashion whatsoever i don't know if the chapters are the same length i don't know if it makes sense oh <laughs> i have i haven't been che- checking length at all but i mean the divisions always seem to make sense there's nothing where it's like wait why is why is the story suddenly ending here and continue like it it all it all worked pretty well for me nothing jumped out at me not even with the uh he <laughs> you know he goes to work and then all of a sudden uh we pick up on him again at work only he fell asleep on his break and was dreaming <laughs> no, about pizza <laughs> I liked that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that worked. That worked out well. I'm also noted. I I just saw. I scrolled by it again. That Joe has an uncle that's obsessed with my local football team when I lived in California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the arcade at Tigers. We're, that's such a, like a deep cut reference. Did you like? What made you think to do that? <laughs> um, at our pizza place, our our is. <laughs> We've got a room at our pizza place. The pizza room is named after the local high school team. And I didn't want to use my town, so I used your town. <laughs> so you used mine instead. <laughs> that is that is literally the thought process behind oh, it. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, so should we start wrapping up and answering the, the user emails? Because we got emails on Twitter, so I mean... Or not emails, but people tweeted at us, so that's a bonus to t- following us on Twitter. Yeah, I um, <laughs> just like an hour before we started recording, I asked if anyone had any questions they wanted us to talk about, and lo and behold, we actually got responses. This is uh, the first time ever for this podcast. Okay, so, uh, all right, here's the first question from Elizabeth Pfeiffer? Pfeffer? No, she listens, so she can tell me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Uh, she asks us, do you think games should have musical numbers? We tried to have musical numbers in Cat President. I think only one made the cut. <laughs> we there there were some uh, there were some scheduling issues that caused problems with that. Yeah, it it 
it, it's sort of like the the problem with um getting you know artwork and stuff done. It's like it requires like scheduling two or three people because um you not only need somebody to sing it, you need somebody to play it as well, and then we need somebody to sync it too. It was it was it was a sad story why it didn't work. So I don't want to talk about that very much. <laughs> but in general, uh, yes, I do. Um. For any King's Quest fans out there, I'm about to express uh, an extremely un- unpopular opinion, but I really, really like King's Quest Seven, and one of the reasons for that is that it opens with this beautifully animated, like, Disney-style uh, mu- musical number, and it just, like, it gets me into the game every single time I play. So that's the oh, one that... I don't know. I, I love stuff like that. That's the one everybody complains is two 1990s. And I think I've seen the comments on it. It's like, get the 90s out of my ears. <laughs> they say it's too much like a Disney movie. And that's that's sort of what I like about the game, you know? And I like that it's, it's you know, an adventure game, a video game about a mom and her daughter. Like, that's... Even now, that's a pretty unusual thing to exist, and it was much, much more so back when the game came out. I, I mean, I think that even for it was all fantastic. even for Disney movies, like that was one of the things that was unique about Brave was, um, yeah, it's basically a mother-daughter story, and they don't make a lot of those. Yeah, well, maybe that should be our next game. <laughs> uh, we got, list. No, we but got, no, I'm, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I know. No, I, I have a, I have a big uh, crazy person whiteboard on my wall that. That lists all the projects that are that are currently in whatever stage of production, and it's it's getting a little overwhelming. Um, yeah, we still need to to work more on the uh, the the get the the short stories bundle too. Whatever the one I've been calling in my head, the Francie Drew and Friends Mystery Pack, but I don't know if that's going to be the final name. Yeah, but <laughs> so I think we got three out of the five games basically ready to go, but we still got. Uh, two more to finish, and I think I, I need to prioritize those at some point just so I can get them off my whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, so I need to. Um, I mean, that's on the list of things to do at at some point. One of my trips um, on the bus, I will go through and actually program in all the characters for um, Trapped in a Soap Opera because I've got all the artwork done finally. <laughs> and now I just need to, uh, you know, put in artwork for every single line of the game. Uh, that's the fun part. <laughs> that's that's the very very fun part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're getting there on that. Yeah. Um. Uh. So to answer Elizabeth's question, yes, games should have musical numbers. I think they're super fun. And you can have games like a uh, Rhapsody, the PlayStation One game that was literally a musical, like it was a role playing game musical. <laughs> like I think a lot of people don't like that game, but I kind of thought it was the best just because of that. Um. So. I think I think more games should have musical numbers. Absolutely. Do you agree? Or? I agree. It's just <laughs> somebody else can make those games. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah, not, yeah. Although it, you don't uh. want it to become like um, I'd say Telltale's Back to the Future, where it just felt like I don't know why they put in those musical numbers there. Oh, oh, I liked those parts. I still sing uh, the I Don't Care song oh, yeah, in no, my no, head no, that's whenever a great I read something. I, I, I just okay. felt like, <laughs> like, is this really... When I'm making a list of Back to the Future, what pops into my head? It's like, I need musical numbers. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's fair. Oh, but it was cool. Like, they made it... It was like a puzzle, though. Like, you had to get the... Wasn't that the one where you had to get the character on stage to sing the right songs to set the mood? Yeah, yeah. You had to switch the for, lyrics yeah. for... Uh, switch the yeah. lyrics for the song and 
unfortunately, Trixie just was not smart enough to realize the lyrics had been changed. <laughs> I think that's actually a pretty cool example of uh, of, of musical numbers introduced in games because it's it's not just a cutscene; it's actually something that you're actively involved in. Uh, but yeah, I, I also I also see your point. It doesn't really scream Back to the Future. I was gonna say two, it, it screams. We had a good idea for a puzzle. Two episodes later, though, when when she sings another musical song, that that was kind of out of nowhere and it didn't that you know when they go to like the ideal idea fair or whatever oh yeah and it yeah, opens yeah. with her singing a musical number which everybody just kind of everybody just kind of blanks out so <laughs> i guess this this speaks to how much that stuck with me because i actually just replayed the back to the future game earlier this year and i've already forgotten that part so <laughs> yeah but no i don't oh, care man. it was good I, i've still got the lyrics memorized <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was i was uh, surprised to learn just the other day that that's actually a real song they didn't make that up for back to the future i i guess i probably should have known that but <laughs> it was it was um we did early thanksgiving dinner at my parents house a couple weeks ago and and someone randomly referenced it there <laughs> and, and Lizzo and i just kind of looked at each other like that's a real song uh, okay, so yes. Yes, game should have musical numbers. All right, uh, question number two. This question comes from Allison Rose on Twitter, and she wants to know, what was the first video game you remember playing growing up, and did you like it? Um, Super Mario Brothers um, Duck Hunt for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And I kind of liked it. I'm not actually it I'm not actually a big fan of Super Mario Brothers the the original. Oh, I Oh, you're you're Oh, the original. Okay. I was about to get really sad again. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 no. What what Super Mario Brothers did you think I was talking about? Just the no, the series in general. <laughs> I like the series in general. Have they you you know about video games? Have they made one for the Wii U? Uh the Oh yeah, there's a bunch for the Wii U. Um there was New Super Mario Brothers Wii U, New Super Luigi U, and I want to say it was Super Mario 3D World. They were all really good. They're the newer, like, kind of co-op games. Uh, I, my wife and I just, like, kind of devoured them. Interesting. They're actually almost yeah. the only games we have for the Wii U or the Mario games. I was wondering if they had had done... No, uh, do they consider, like, the main... There are so many Mario series, but I always thought yeah. that there was, like, one main series. There's Super Mario 64, and then Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy, right. Super Mario Galaxy 2. It's like, is there an entry for that in the Wii U, or is it just I, uh, all new geez, Super Mario Brothers, or Super Mario 3D Land, Wii U? <laughs> yeah, uh, those names are, are terrible. Um, you know, I don't know if there was... Uh, if there is, we don't have it. Oh man, that's that's so weird. Because I know they've been struggling to get the 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 one Zelda game. <laughs> Zelda seems yeah, to be well, the same poor... as Mario. It's like okay, we'll release one every five years. Yeah. Poor poor Wii U man. That game that game did not did not have a great life. I don't know. We <laughs> I think I was I was about to say we own like five maybe six games for it and. All of them but one are Mario games, and the one that's not is a Wario game. So, <laughs> not not a lot of diversity for us in that. There was also, like, a, a Yoshi game that looked kind of interesting, but we never got that out. Um, but uh, to get back to Allison's question, um, my answer is the same as Michael's. Uh, first game I remember playing is Super Mario Brothers, and I should really put uh, playing in, in big old quotation marks there. My... 
my family loves to tell the story about how, how my start in gaming was uh, asking my dad to please play Mario for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I would sit like the game was the game was too hard for me. Uh, to be honest, the game is still too hard for me. Uh, but, you know, I, <laughs> I was I was a very little person and I, I couldn't handle all the moving around and the jumping. And I would ask my dad to, to sit there and on the couch, sit with me and, and play the game for me. And I'd watch him jump on things. And and it was it was really nice. Yeah. Um. So I I I liked watching him play. Uh, I don't know that I liked playing it. Yeah, I think the the first game I actually played and was any good at was um, Mickey Mouse Capades. And by any good at, I mean I was really good at beating the first level, and then then I got <laughs> to the ocean, and then that that was just it. But the first level, of the Mickey Mouse Capades, is kind of complicated. It's oh, fun. That's that's what it's like for all those old Nintendo games, right? Like I think I've played the first level of every game I own, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I didn't get any good at any video game until Super Nintendo, uh, when Super Mario World came out, and I kind of I destroyed that one. All the secret levels. My, my dad and I. At one point, we were just talking about this at Thanksgiving. We maximized the points score on the on the upper right or left of the screen. Like mm-hmm. we got it nine 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 nine. Like you couldn't add any more points to the score. We just kept playing until we got that as high as, and, and then we took a picture with our film camera. <laughs> it's still still in a family uh, album somewhere. It was a very very proud moment for the friends and family household. Just did we have anything else to say about, uh, I guess, Pizza Delivery Boy or video games? So uh, none of the puzzles, all, I mean, they're all dialogue tree puzzles, so it should, yes. be, it should be great. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, if we, if we ever do a third uh, Francie Drew game, I, th- I think at this point, unfortunately, those games have to have puzzles because that's what the series is. But no puzzles in anything else, man. <laughs> Renpy, Ren, Ren Renpy was not built for that. <laughs> it's so, like, I'll spend, like, you know, a couple days a week programming, like, one stupid puzzle. And then the next day I'll just code, you know, like, the next, like, ten scenes in the game. Like, <laughs> it's it, it, it takes so much longer to make than I, f- I feel the player gets out of it, but... Uh, actually, that's a good question for anyone out there. Uh, maybe you guys can help me out with this. Uh, if you've played um, the first Francie Drew game, which is the only one currently available, Francie Drew and the Mystery of the Missing Mother-in-Law, if you played that, did you like the puzzles? <laughs> did, did they add to the game? Did they add the game enough to justify giving me all these gray hairs? Let us know uh, in an email, on Twitter, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's why I think why we keep thinking about going into adventure games or you know a different style of puzzles because it'd oh, be yeah. a lot easier to do puzzles, I guess, in an adventure game engine. Oh, definitely, uh, definitely item puzzles specifically. Uh oh. Um, again, I, I <laughs> not not moving I, I, moving I mean, around people's names puzzles that's still out. Uh, I'd have to. It's not something I've done in in an adventure game studio. Uh, the the software I used for the beard in the mirror. Uh, I mean, I, I guess you haven't played it yet, have you? Because <laughs> uh, I saw it was on your Steam wish list. Um, no, all the I mean, every puzzle in that game is is dialogue based, or sorry, is item based, um, except for one where you have to run around and not get caught by a a crazed cook, but. Other than that, I mean, it's all it's all item stuff, and I guess dialogue stuff too. Yeah, yeah, because I remember there's a dialogue puzzle at the very beginning with that monster with three heads or something. Has that made yeah. the final cut of the game? <laughs> um, 
there's no dialogue puzzle with the ogre. You have to you have to collect an item to use on him. I think. So again, lots lots of item based stuff. There's there's kind of like a Mad Libs style scene at one point in the game where you you have you're you're like telling a a bedtime story to someone and you have to like look around your environment and take inspiration uh, from stuff in the room for telling a story like. You're trying to name the main character, for example, and if you examine any of the characters in the room, uh, it'll it, it'll insert that person's name into the story, uh, stuff like that. Um, here's the the big secret about that puzzle, though, is you can click whatever you want and it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you still like the 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 design of the the scene is that you get to choose what the story is about and what happens in the story, uh, but ultimately you always win. <laughs> I've I've got a couple of that for the uh, the the lawyer FMV game where it's basically it's like um both options are going to work here because I don't think I've explained the situation well enough. Yeah, I mean I I I think that's really the only part in the Beard in the Mirror that's like that, and and I I mean I wouldn't even call it a puzzle. It's just like an interactive scene, you know, a nice little break from some of the more challenging stuff in the game. But yeah, it's 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 not something I really lean on. <laughs> It just happened. I, I think actually, um, it came about because I was playing some Telltale games when I was writing it, and there were a few Telltale games that do stuff like that. These kind of Mad Lib style scenes, <laughs> and I thought they were really funny, so I wanted to do one too. Yeah, I, I know. There's a. I know you liked uh, the grammar puzzle for Life in the Dorm, so I'm trying to get a grammar puzzle into uh, the Lawyer FMV game. <laughs> There was there was someone who played Life in the Dorms. Actually, it was my uh, my cousin, and he and he played it. And he said, that "Every game you make has to have a grammar puzzle." Now that was so good. So yeah, yeah, no. So that's going to be one of the um, parts of the the fan fiction chapter. Yeah. Case is um, I've came I came up with one puzzle with um, it's a summary page, and they see the summary page, and the challenge is to point out, okay, what's the grammatical problem with the summary page? And it is that he accidentally um, the title the the title is like the deadly triforce and the first two letters are T H and those were both capitalized instead of just capitalizing the first letter. Sure. Oh man, I like it. Awesome. Huh. All right, I think we can start wrapping up now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, we'll just get into the the lawyer FMV game, and I feel like oh. we could save that for another. Uh, all right, wait, real quick. Should Mary be in the lawyer FMV game? <laughs> oh, how am I going to work that into the script? I don't know, but you have a cute kid right there. You're right. <laughs> and she probably, especially if you and I are going to be in the game. <laughs> Just a random thought. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll sleep on that yeah. one. Uh, all right. I think that about does it for this episode. Uh, once again, you can follow us on Twitter if you want to join in our game dev discussions or uh, just see whatever dumb stuff we're tweeting about during the day. Uh, I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argolfump, spelled exactly as it sounds. You can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io if you'd like, or uh, go to oarock.com. That'll give you the list, uh, the whole list of games we've made. Uh, the latest game we released... Uh, was The Beard in the Mirror, our retro-style point-and-click adventure game, just out on Steam. 
please buy it. It's not selling as well as I'd like it to. Please, please go buy yeah, it. I, and if you bought it, uh, please review it. I want to buy it. I want to buy it. It's it's on my list. It's just I've got so many. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're waiting for it to go on sale, aren't no, you? No, <laughs> no. It's I. I've got so many other games on my to do list. I I just played Barbie Detective sure, Three, sure. which has been on my to do list forever. When did I play the second game? I can tell you how many months ago it was that I I've actually played the second game. Oh man, wait! Is there going to be an Argle Fump Let's Play of the Beard in the Mirror? Because that sounds like the best. That thing. was actually what I was thinking of doing. Ah, uh, yes. We'll we'll double our sales. April, April, <laughs> April. So, so Barbie Detective. Uh, uh, you know, so so I just got around to a game that I that has been on hold since April. So, oh, that's hilarious. Beard in the Mirror might have to wait a little longer. That's fine. There's no rush. Uh, what else? Uh, our theme song is Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out on SoundCloud. Uh, and if you have any questions about game development or any of the games we've worked on, uh, we'd love to hear them. Just email them to podcast at oarock.com. Uh, and I think that's about it, unless you have something else you wanted to add. Um, thank you for buying our games, everybody. Yes, buy, buy the beard in the mirror. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And cat president, I guess. And, and cat uh, president, yay. <laughs> and review them. Uh, positive reviews on Steam really, really do help us. You know, it. I, I've seen people talking about. Uh, I forget which game it was, but they were saying, oh, I, "I'm kind of interested, but I want to. I want to see what the reviews say first. So please, if you've played either of these games, review them on Steam because it really it it helps us tremendously. Uh, and yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. Bye. Well, I wonder if people were like, oh, yes, my child, Rover, you know, like... <laughs>